Hi, and welcome to Steel Wheel Stories. With your host, Chris Jowett and Jake Somerville, where we talk about stories of collecting, restoring, and showing antique tractors and steam engines built before 1930. Join us while we and guests share stories about the hunt, tales of restoring, and memories of enjoying. Steel Wheel Stories is proudly sponsored by Engineers and Engines Magazine. A printed, full-color, bi-monthly magazine for all the steam, gas, tractor, railroad, locomotive, and farm machinery enthusiasts. Call or email Brenda Stamp for your subscription today. Email address brenda at engineersandengines.com or phone number 410-673-2414. Mention Steel Wheel Stories when purchasing and get your first magazine free. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Steel Wheel Stories with your hosts Jake Somerville and Chris Jowett. But uh, we were just talking. This is episode twenty now. Getting up there, and the we're in the double digits, and now we're in the twenty here. It's uh, been a little bit over our uh, normal release date for this one, but here we are with uh, another episode for everyone. So uh, hoping. Hoping to get back on on schedule here, and Chris and I were just talking. Uh, <laughs> we, we we've been busy. Our lives lives get crazy, but uh, just talking here. At the end of next month, we're uh, hopefully going to be together and get a uh, another in person podcast together. Uh, hopefully, sitting around his wood fire in his brand new shop. And while we're talking about that, we might as well put the pressure on the women. So we were just we were just talking, and we were going to try to get our wives on the episode. We thought you know everybody might enjoy a few minutes of that. So. You know, I don't. Does Madison listen? Oh, from time to time. Yeah, uh, she probably not. She's not a religious listener. Yeah, Haley <laughs> she, used to be she, really dedicated, and I don't think she is anymore. But if I can tell her to say, "Hey, hey, listen to the first five <laughs> minutes of this episode," she would. You know, or I'll just put it on in the car or something. But yeah. she's still supportive. She just, you know, gets tired of listening to. She gets to listen to us in person enough. You know, who, who wants to sit down for an hour on a podcast? Yeah, you know Madison's kind of the same way. She <laughs> she she's supportive of of what we're doing here, but uh, yeah, after the first couple three or four episodes, she's like, "Okay, I've heard all your stories a hundred times." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, tonight we might be bringing some new stories, so that's pretty exciting. You know, uh, yeah. From time yeah. to time, we I don't know if we've ever really had some. I mean, we. We've had people on here that are friends, and then people are really close friends, and then kind of people that are acquaintances, and tonight's, uh, or this morning, as we're recording this, is one of our really pretty close friends, Uh, one of my, you know, best friends, honestly, I talk to Jay, you know, almost daily, it seems like, so it, uh, we've known each other for a lot of years, and traveled with each other, and Jake's traveled with him, and just a lot of memories in the hobby and outside the hobby, you know? Yeah, it's (laughs) fun. He lives, he lives in Missouri. Chris lives in Missouri. We live in Michigan and how we went on camping trips together. So yeah, uh, yeah. Jay's, Jay's just all around good fella. Yeah. Well, you were, you mentioned camping trips and it got me uh, thinking about there a few years ago when you came down and we went on a float trip down the river and Jay's family was with us and all that kind of stuff. So like I said, it's, it's in steam and outside of steam, you know, hanging out and all that stuff. Yep. There's not a steam engine in sight, but. I do believe and recall that we talked about steam engines quite often on our camping yeah. trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no doubt there. <laughs> oh, so, man. 
So uh, you've been uh, keeping busy in the shop? Yeah, tinkering away, but kind of like I was saying at the beginning here, getting busy. Uh, it seems like the last couple, three weeks or so, uh, well, I've had, I travel a little bit for work too, and I had two uh, week-long work trips baked in this last three or four weeks stint here. And Well, catching up when you get home and all that, and just haven't had a ton of time. Uh, I don't know, probably the last month, haven't had a ton of time to get a whole lot of progress done, but I'm oh, still trying to, uh, little by little. Uh Hopefully here, um, I'll get the weather to break a little bit and start thinking about getting some paint squirted on some of these parts. Yeah, yeah. Definitely need some uh, decent weather for that. It uh, It's kind of been crazy to me of how busy we have been, uh, even though, like, right now, now the kids got sports stuff going on or anything like even though Addison just started up soccer again. Uh, so I've been kind of, I feel like things should have slowed down, but I think I've just been staying that much more busy trying to get some stuff done in the shop or get some stuff in the, done in the barn and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's kind of wild to me to think that we've been as busy as we have, especially not to take some time and, and sit down and do no, another episode like this. So it's just kind of the nature of, of you and I to, when we've got a, a down second, got a spare we, moment. We fill, yeah. we, we fill it, we fill it in with something else, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, we we rarely have time to sit down and do nothing per se, which yeah. I wouldn't call this doing nothing, but <laughs> work, working this into you know those those spare spare moments. You know we've got hundreds of projects and things that we should be doing, but yeah, well, yeah. Uh, the way she goes, it's kind of like us. You know this. I don't know how many this would this be the third podcast we've done early in the morning like this. Besides of podcast. not mentioning Andrews, so, you know time zone change oh yeah second or third i can't remember uh it just seems like it's worked better for us working in between what we've got going on and everything else you know and i don't know it'll uh we'll, we'll get back to the evening beer episodes here sometime i'm sure whenever it works out for yeah. somebody else's schedule but the coffee episodes have been going pretty good yeah you know i don't mind them coffee episodes yeah. that's usually on saturday and sunday mornings anyways when we're over to to dad's out in the shop sitting next to the the wood stove Mm -hmm. that's that's where most of the stories are told anyways oh absolutely yeah yeah so we hope everybody uh enjoys this uh episode we're getting ready to launch here um i'm pretty excited about it and uh i think there'll be some good stories and uh kind of a interesting tidbit about jay is that he's not kind of I mean, he's been in the steam hobby a long time, and we were mentioned throwing around like the 15 years or something or other, you know, but like he wasn't born into it like Jake and I and some other people and stuff like that. And meeting him and seeing his involvement in it, you wouldn't think any different whatsoever with him. You know, he's, he's very dedicated with it and enjoys it and, you know, makes it a priority of his life and all that stuff. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting to always see new people into the hobby, uh, even though he doesn't, he isn't a new person to the hobby, uh, now just because he's been in it so long, but, uh, you know, definitely got started at a later age and all that stuff. So exciting to hear about that. Yep. And he's, he's one of the best people to travel with because he likes to drive. So yes. uh, you, just, you just stick him in the driver's seat and you just go. I remember, <laughs> well, I'll wait until the story when, yeah. when, once we're good talking. <laughs> we'll have to bring that back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. We'll get started here with uh, Jay Christman of, of Gallatin, Missouri. So bear with us here. <coughs> Let's 
see if he answers right. <coughs> I text him, and he never texts me back. Yeah, I went on our trip. He just he just drove and drove and drove and drove. <laughs> We're like, Jay, you want us to drive? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> hey, hello. We were just talking about how much you en- enjoy driving. Oh, really? Yeah, we were <laughs> we were we were really bragging on you and telling you uh, uh, about how uh, how much we enjoy uh, traveling with you, just because you don't mind driving, and and you're always willing to, and, and you enjoy it, you know. Well, that's that's one of the few things I can do to help out. You know, I, I don't know much anything else, but I can drive. So don't rely on on uh, trying to find a, a good restaurant for Gary to eat at or anything like exactly. that. But exactly, yeah, and don't leave me to navigate either because I'm terrible at working a phone and and stuff like that. So I'm a terrible navigator, so I might as well be driving. I was we, we were driving through the mountains, and Jay Jay's a Jay's a great driver. On top of liking to drive, we're driving through the mountains, and like Gary, <laughs> Gary, and uh, our other buddy there, Jim, went with us. They were like starting to get a little like uh, motion sick in the back back seat. So <laughs> we <laughs> driving through the mountains. So uh, we got we finally stopped somewhere, something I don't know what the deal was, and. Uh, uh, Jim moved up to the, the passenger seat, and Gary's like, "Man, I I got I got to drive. I I can't sit back here and not be in control." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, but man. you know, it didn't take Gary long to switch back either. So yeah, yeah. What's your ratio on uh, road trip steam road trips that you've gone on that you got a ticket and didn't get a ticket? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. My wife got the first ticket that she'd ever gotten in her life. And she wasn't even in the vehicle when we were coming back to Andover, <laughs> South Dakota once and, and everything. You know, Gary Gary was sitting up front, I think he was, and and uh, he, he said he saw the blinking lights on that little machine next to us, and he told me right then and there that they were taking pictures of that vehicle. And uh-huh. sure enough, two weeks later or so, here come the ticket for my wife. And uh, she was not real happy about that. So yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I <laughs> mine would never let me let it down. So I think maybe Kate's taking it easy on her. We don't see the behind yeah. the scenes there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. And then oh, of course man. the one in Idaho. We got out of that one in Idaho with with Kr and everybody. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good time. That was a good. That's always a good story. So <clears throat> as we were talking here a minute ago before we got you on here about. Uh, gonna have you on and all that stuff and jay mentioned about your driving and i kind of cackled back to the the time we flew to great falls there and uh to go to memkes and young's and all that stuff and we uh got out the airport and i had rented the i i had kind of done all the flight stuff and the rental cars and all that crap so i got the rental car and we're just walking out so i get in the driver's seat and i'm driving and i am the worst about gawking around as i'm driving like absolute worst and i could I don't remember if you were sitting passenger seat or if you were in the back, but I could just tell you were getting Yancey and you were finally like, why don't you just pull over and let me drive? I was like, that's fine. (laughs) And not a single one of us sat in the driver's seat the rest of the trip. I'm pretty sure. That's right. That's right. I, like I said, it's, it's, you guys can navigate and and you've made the connections of where we're going and and going to need to be on the phone and talking to people. I can, I can sit there and drive because I'm just there. So yeah. Yeah. No need for tips at that point. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> oh man, oh man, we're gonna, uh, there. Yeah, the other, another one. I think we were in Idaho at that point. 
We got up to that railroad crossing and Fleming is in the back seat telling telling Jay to go and the and the damn the damn little gate things are Markers down. coming down. <laughs> no, they they were down. <laughs> and and Gary Gary's yelling at him to go. Oh my god. Was, That's time out of the trip waiting there. Man. Well heck I, I and I think when I went, I think we looked across the way and there was a city cop sitting over there. So I don't know what I <laughs> they were, they were, something dude. stupid. I can't remember what happened, but it was something like, stupid and we're going to jail. we didn't get pulled over on that one either, so uh, uh, yeah, I I remember we were we were running along there and in Idaho and I don't know, it's middle of the afternoon or so and i'm just cruising along and then jake looks up from the back seat and he goes it's kind of easy to do 100 up here isn't it and i look down i'm doing like 105 i better slow it down a little bit i remember when we were traveling across montana there on whatever road it was i mean it is just so just nothing for miles and miles and miles and it's like it it just makes you want to go faster because i I get so bored when I can't see something, you know, or whatever. And out there for miles, they're just really nothing to look at. I mean, and, and parts of it there, it's just flat and just worse than Kansas in a way, in my mind, you know? Yeah, that's, that's how it was. It, we were in, we were driving there one day and we'd been driving in the mountains forever. It seemed like, and you know, you're only going 35 mile an hour on switchbacks and everything. And all of a sudden we come up on some mountain goats. Why hell that was the most entertainment we'd had all day. So we, we stopped was, and looked at mountain was. goats for 15, 20 minutes and stretched our legs and you know. we rolled, rolled the window, stopped and rolled the windows down and we were talking to them. And- yeah. You got the drive through uh, zoo experience there. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. That's yeah. pretty good. That was a good time. So, so as we were uh, kind of introducing you there before uh, we got you on here, we were kind of talking about um, how how you got into steam, and I think I'm pretty sure we have both asked you before, but what what caused you or, or made you want to get into steam? You know, we have one little show here. Uh, it's twelve miles south of me. It's, it's the Hamilton, Missouri show, and it's not a very big show at all or anything else, but I started going there because of a guy named Kendall Morgan. He worked at the machine shop in town, and, and uh, at the time, he had a Keck engine, a 22 Keck, and I started going out there and just hanging out with you guys and, and you know, quickly realized that uh, this, the people in the STEAM community and I had more in common than I did with my high school buddies or or, or things like that, you know, we, mm-hmm. we're, the, there's such a, you know, all the steam community is either a machinist, it seems like, or, you know, some kind of a, a tradesman and everything. And I don't know, it just attracted me that way on just a group of people. You know how it is. And, sure. Um, we, I started going there and yeah, then like everybody will tell you when the steam bug hits you, it, it hits you and it snowballed from there for me, you know, I'm, I was, I never had a family into it. I'm the first one that started trying to collect things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little tougher when you're on your own trying to do it and everything. So, and, and raise kids and, and everything. But I think I've put together a pretty good little collection of signs and engines and everything else. So did you collect signs before you got into steam stuff? 
you know, I did. I, I had a couple signs there right out of high school, which would have been about 94, 95. And, uh, but I really, yeah, I wasn't really collecting them, but I, I had five or six of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then, then of course that started snowballing and, uh, it's just like a lot of things, you know, I'm glad I bought my signs. A lot of them 10 years ago compared to what they're worth now and everything <clears throat> else. And it, it grew from there. Um, still buying signs today of course mm -hmm. uh, trying to at least boy they've gotten expensive and mostly so, uh tractor signs uh i'm trying yes, to think I, yeah yeah i'm trying to stick with just agricultural tractors and everything else you know the gas and oil that that's great but that's that's just not what i'm trying to put together sure. you know i farm for a living and and everything so the tractor signs go hand in hand with just being out in the farm shop and everything else so yeah yeah yeah. We were when we were out west uh, on a trip there. I guess it was last spring. <laughs> we were visiting this guy's place, and you know we get out and kind of walking around this guy's place. And there's some steam engines there, and uh, we were we were looking at the engines and talking to this guy, and we're like, we turn around and Jay's like nowhere near us. And we're like, what, what is <laughs> on a mission? What's happening? Where, where's, Jay, where's Jay at? And he's over there, like the front of this one shed. And he's like peeling stuff back from the front, and he's he's looking at there's there were two signs leaned up there and you could just see his excitement just building. It's like he's about to jump out of his socks and yep. <laughs> we walked over there and we see what he's doing, see what he was doing. And uh, I just, we're, there's steam engines there to look at and Jay's over there picking through signs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's always well. like a constant mission for me. Like what can I find on a marketplace to send Jay and make him go get something? You know, that's kind of my thing. Make, make me go get. Yeah. Usually nine times out of 10, you find it. And then I make you go get it. Cause it's closer to you than it is to me. And then I'll come pick it up later. When it's convenient I think that's only, me. that hasn't happened in a while, but I think that's only happened. That's a couple times it's happened three times that i know of. <laughs> i'll end up with a with a sign sitting around the show i think I, the yep. last one i remember is, is a case sign i think that you got from over there yep. at mcleouth or something no <laughs> it came from it came from oh a little bit just west of you and south maybe a little bit there at pleasant hill uh, or something or Harrisonville yeah, or something, something like that what was and the one you that you got from mcleouth yeah a new idea sign you found oh, in McLeod. Yeah, the case sign. The case sign is what I was thinking about because it sat in the corner of the shop, kind of leaned up for for a while. Yep. And I was yep. kind of to the point I was like, "Fuck it, I might just keep that thing. It looks kind of cool, you know." <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing I think was was the the Christmas sleigh that oh, you guys yeah, dad found got and that. Dad yeah. got for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Was, you gotta you gotta support you know that's all there is to it well you you guys know better than i do you know if there's anything in this country basically that someone needs picked up there's a steam guy somewhere close to it you know uh, that would go uh, yeah. get it for you and everything else all you have to do is ask and yep, you know a yep. lot of people won't <laughs> ask but that's all it takes is for you to ask and, and they'll go do it for you yeah 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 that was one of my most recent things back in october i found a, a vice up in michigan that was pretty close to dylan and text dylan and i was like hey i sent him the link and i was like hey do you mind like going to get this because he was going to be down like in two weeks or whatever it was there and he's like yes. uh yeah absolutely you know so he went and got it and brought it down and the whole nine yards you know but i wouldn't even thought about buying it if it was anywhere else you know or, or unless i knew somebody of course or whatever but i mean it was literally maybe 20 maybe 30 minutes away from his place 
you know, yeah. something like that. So it, uh, like you said, there, there's almost, that that's my ideas for marketplace. Lots of times when I search around on there is, you know, okay, where's, where's stuff at and where's who at that I know that could go get it for me for a while before it, you know, can come home or whatever. Chris is always searching in, in Michigan there because he wants to find like a, a steam gauge or a whistle or something to get out from underneath my nose or something. That is one of my greatest goals in life right there. <laughs> Lots of people live for other reasons, but I live for trying to find a marketplace fine in Mason, Michigan. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, it's that too. You know, Jake was talking about that sign up there on our trip and, and heck yeah, I've got to be the first one over to different areas because I got to step over jake and anybody else is there because they've got their nose down and they're looking through everything already and i can't get in front of them you know so i gotta go off on my own try to pick my own little things out by myself some of my oh, that's, fu- that's so funny jay jay was walking with me <laughs> we were at another another place and uh our other buddies they were off wherever they were doing looking at other stuff and jay like kind of watched this whole thing unfold and Long, really long story short, and I'll spare all the details, but ended up with a uh, an early advance gauge, 200-pound uh, advance thresher gauge, uh, kind of a rare thing. Uh, and we j- we'd kind of almost just got to this guy's place and didn't really know him yet. And uh, I seen this thing, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to have it. So I like – I <laughs> and it was on an engine. That was the other thing. <laughs> it was oh screwed, my. It was scr- it was screwed on <clears throat> onto a uh, – onto an engine and of course we flew out there so i didn't have a uh, a wrench on me or anything to try to screw the thing off uh i i asked the guys like well what's would would you consider selling this thing and and jay's like sitting there i can see his eyes like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> i i finally make a deal with this guy and uh you know i i don't i don't know how serious he thought i was to begin with uh until he's, I threw him a number, and uh, then I threw him another number, and another, and another, and I just kind of had planned on like not stopping because I wasn't leaving that place without that gauge, and uh, <clears throat> so we landed on a on a number there. I climbed up on top of the on top of the engine, and uh, I go to screw the thing off. You know, it's screwed into a siphon. Well, of course, this thing been on there for several years, and I go to screw the thing off, and it won't screw out of the siphon. So I'm like, well, shit. Now what? <laughs> so we, I was like, "Do you got a you got a crescent wrench?" So we went back into his shop. We got a big crescent wrench and ended up screwing the siphon out instead of just the gauge, and got it down and and showed showed Jay and Jay's like smiling and shaking his head, and, <laughs> and uh, we go we go walking back and uh, I I kind of kept it in my my pocket and then. Uh, we seen our other two buddies and they're like, whoa, 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 what is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it is when you get oh, to a place man. and you're like, you don't know whether it, you want to cross that threshold or not or whatever, or where <clears throat> this is headed, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's where he needs to go back. Jake needs to, and, and tell a little bit more about this story a little bit. So we're, we're in this open front shed and there's this oil pull and then this portable engine sitting there and this portable engine is pieced together i mean it's got like a green stack on it it's got oddball parts all over it the mainframe's all busted on not it. like you were robbing it straight off of a good side mount advance engine or anything like that exactly yeah then there's an oil the... pull that is painted right there next to it that is yeah they painted it the way they wanted to paint it it, it was mm-hmm. not original colors or anything else <laughs> 
And I was awesome. like, I'm not stepping over all this stuff to get to the back of that little portable engine because I thought, hell, nothing's there. But nope, Jake takes the time to go check every little place. And he found it, and I'm glad he got it because it, it didn't need to stay where it was at by no means. It's it's And, and that siphon, I, that siphon didn't even have a wrench mark on it. It was It's the most absolute perfect siphon and gauge that you can ever think about finding. So it's a good for him. It, yeah, it was a ni- really nice gauge. Well, th- so yeah, the open fronted barn. So the the sun was shining in, and <clears throat> I crawled around to the back, and hell, you couldn't see nothing. So I don't know why I even got my light out with my little pen light, and I flashed it up on the gauge, and I'm like, no way. So <laughs> I had to get up there. Closer. <laughs> you thought you were dreaming. And I, <laughs> I get up there yourself. closer, and I got. And I, my jaw dropped. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and then that's when I'd get, get to work on negotiating. Well, part of the thing, so this was a kind of a put-together engine. And this guy, he's like, well, we got to the deal. And he's like, well, now I don't have a gauge to put on there. And I'm like, you know what? I'll fix you up. So when I got home, I made the deal with him. And he's like, all right, I trust you. Uh, I had a, a no-name no name gauge and uh, another siphon here at home. And uh, I packaged that up and sent it back out to him. And, uh, all, all was well there, but had to, had to get a little creative to, to make the deal done. Yeah. Taking that man. Yeah. That would be a hard one. Taking it off of something, no matter what it was, but I got oh, into yeah, a similar situation. Uh, Oh, been over a year now ago now, I guess, or whatever, but it was the same type of thing. It was a, a no name five and a half inch gauge on like a, it wasn't even close to resembling what you bought that gauge off of. I mean, it was a, it was a, just something that kind of looks like a steam engine and was all. And I had already bought some other stuff uh, there and, and all that stuff. And I just was like, hey, this is sitting out there. It looks rough, but it's a five and a half inch Ashcroft gauge and it had a nice bezel on it and made him an offer and all that stuff. But it took a lot out of me because I was like, I don't really want to screw that off. I mean, like, I don't, it just feels wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> what I screwed it off of was nothing nothing fancy at all at all but it was kind of like that guy just needed something else to put back on there yeah that was a fun that was a really fun day right there yeah well you talk about looking around at at places and and finding stuff and all that kind of stuff uh man i i learned from the best of them old brad smith i mean that guy He's like a bloodhound. I mean, he puts his nose down and he's going to find it. You know, I've seen this guy dig stuff up out of the ground that wasn't even surfaced because he's seen a corner of something like a plow part. Like, seriously, there was nothing but like a corner of a plowshare sticking up. And this guy's out there with his pliers digging this thing out of the ground because he knew there was something there. You know, there's something to be said about that stuff. I mean, it would have been gone in another few years. You know, a whole other story. We were at another spot, and the same deal. It was pretty much a, you know, it it was a boneyard. It it had parts scattered everywhere. You know, good boilers here, gears here, wheels there. You know, and Jake's looking through all the toolboxes, you know, and then he comes upon four injectors. You know, that the guy didn't even realize he had. You know, and how do you sleep at night, Jake? It, it's just things like that that it takes the time to do. That I'm just looking at. I'm just in awe of what's going around me, and Jake's. Jake's looking for parts, and and good for him. He, he's he's right there too. So Jake's looking for that ticket for his dad to let him around home some more. You know, <laughs> bringing that gauge. You know, that bottom a year or so there. You know, things like that. <laughs> uh, 
Oh uh, yeah, you gotta you, you gotta bring home a trophy to show dad. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's always <laughs> part of the priority. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet. I remember when it's, Jake and I were out there. It's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to one up the Somervilles. That's for sure. So. Oh no. <laughs> it is. I remember when Jake and I were out where we in Nebraska. There, where we got our tractor from that Avery and his Altman Taylor and. It was one of those things, you know, I don't even know if we had left yet and I had sent dad pictures of the Avery, you know, and he was calling me and I'm like, I can't talk right now. Just give me a few minutes, you know, and then like right after that, we get in the pickup and driving for hours. So it's not like I could send him more pictures or whatever right away. And it's just driving him crazy, you know, and it's like, then we get home and he's like, when we can, when can we go get it? And I'm like, well, it's, that's not really the deal, you know, and this and that and one thing and another. And it killed him just as much as it killed me, but we were both excited. Oh, yeah, good times, good times. It is, it is. Back to you know, uh, but it's it's one of them deals too. Is you know I've been very fortunate. I feel like I've seen some amazing collections. You know I've I haven't been in the hobby that long, but I feel like what I've gotten to do it has been a lot. You know I got to see I got to see like Mozzie's while Keith was still alive and everything else. You know we went in there. Uh, a good friend of ours up here, Stanley Mayberry, knew Mozzie. You know, we got we we got in there and and got to look at that whole collection before it got split up. You know, and like you talked earlier, you know, you, you and your dad and Mayberry and us, we went to to Mimkey's, you know, before that got busted up, and and went to Young's and everything. And, and a lot of them big collections out there are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And I understand other people are collecting them and and everything else, but it's just it's just not the same a new collection compared to an old collection that's been sitting there since the 50s and all it's yeah yeah it's yep. it's amazing to walk on those old farms mm-hmm. i'm gonna step back for a minute back to you getting into steam and all that stuff and i thought about this earlier mm-hmm. but a couple names that we've definitely never mentioned on the podcast to my knowledge was uh arnold and pat green because of where you bought your first model from yes so, yeah, Arnold and, and Pat were model builders around the Platte City, Missouri area. Um, and I, uh, my first engine was a half scale of a 36 double Rumley that Pat Green had put together. Um, you know, and I enjoyed that engine for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. It was a good engine to learn on, and it was a double, of course. You didn't look, you know, you, you had it easy backing in the belt and everything, but... Uh, yeah, I, I quickly felt like I outgrew that engine and wanted something else and sure. and started looking. So Yeah, yeah. Two great guys and, and uh I mean just talented individuals, you know, and like Arnold's universal model, I mean that ranks right up there with, you know, one of the one of the best universal models that was built in my mind, you know, especially around here. I mean I haven't seen them all oh, for yes. sure, but uh and then kind of lean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Reichert's uh, Baker model that he's working on, Pat had started that, wasn't it? That's what, yes, yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, he yeah. started that and everything else, and he bought that project from him, and mm-hmm. Riker bought that project from Pat after yeah. he passed and yeah. and everything else. And I'm, I'm sure when Riker's done with that, it'll be top-notch and, and everything else, so. Yeah. 
but two pretty substantial guys in, in kind of the, the Missouri area here for steam. I mean, they were just stables at the shows for years, and, and unfortunately they're not with us now. But I definitely wanted to, to mention their names just because we hadn't mentioned them before. Yes. And, you know, as a kid growing up, I mean, you just seen them every show you were going to, you know, uh, and all that stuff. So they uh, definitely kept the shows going for a long time. They did. They did. I just – the one thing that sticks with me on Pat Green is – Boy, he would always get so upset with kids playing around the log pile and everything else. And I just remember him more than once getting on to kids for playing around the log pile. And I, I just never will forget that. So Yeah, yeah. Mm. Probably had seen something or whatever that yes, one. You know. I'm, I'm sure he has. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So it wasn't too, too long after you'd bought that double Rumley that you bought uh, – kind of your first big engine there i mean was it a couple years or was it even a couple years it was it was about two years or so um i you know everybody around here knew i was kind of looking for something and and lo and behold this one came up on smokestack and i guess the darn thing was just too far away for people to go look at you know and you know from certain areas and everything it was in bozeman montana and uh um I contacted the person about it. He had the, the engine and he had the separator and he was going to sell them both for, you know, best offer. And, uh, I don't know. We, I talked to him and ended up going up there with your dad, you know, your dad and I took that trip and he mm-hmm. rode in the pickup the whole way up there. And, and, uh, you know, I think I drove the whole way on that trip too. So, <laughs> <laughs> not not to, uh, not to mention I, the the part on the way home where fifth gear went out of the out of the truck oh, and you yeah, made a lot slower trip on the way home. You know, you know that's how these stories go. Is is you always remember the bad things the most about it and everything <laughs> else. So yeah, on the on the way home we had some truck troubles and you know it turned into a twenty one hour drive and and. Uh, it was it was a long night there, so I think Dave was glad to be home that next day. Well, you guys like drove all through the night that last night or something, didn't you? We did. We yeah. tried. We pulled in for an hour or so at a truck stop, but we tried to sleep on the trailer because we were both dead tired and <laughs> and I don't know. We we quickly found out that there was too much traffic and everything else that we weren't going to sleep, so we just ended up coming on back home and everything. So yeah, but no, we we tried to sleep but couldn't. Yeah. No, that was, you got yourself a fine engine there and, and it was a great trip and a, and a trip and an engine that a lot of people nowadays, I don't feel like would let slip through your fingers. Like some people did back then of, you know, it seemed like it was on smokestack for quite a while and it just, you know, you, you had brought it up and it was your mission to go get it and all that stuff. I mean, did the guy ever say that he had anybody else coming to come look at it or anything? He told me he had nobody come look at it. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I was the only one. And mm-hmm. like I told him before we left, we kind of settled on a price before I left. I, I told him, I said, I can't drive up here just to make yeah. you an offer. Oh, I yeah. said, I want to know if I'm buying it or not. Sure. So we kind of settled on a price. And, and uh, when I got there, I was looking at the separator. And, of course, not being in the steam very long, I had already sold the separator to try to finance my trip up there and everything and and that's one reason your dad went also chris was to look at that separator see if it was good enough to to bring back and Mm -hmm. he made the decision that it was not good enough to drive back it was full of manure and and piss and everything else it was 
it, it was a sight for a separator that's been sitting there for as long as it had been. Sure, you can imagine what it looked like and everything. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, just... we we went up there and we left the. We ended up leaving the separator, but in another shed we found the original water wagon with the guys' names on it and everything else. So I, for the same money, I got the engine and water wagon mm-hmm. as I would have if I got the engine and separator. So. Yeah, and. I- kind of the a couple things that stick out about the stories that i've heard about it you guys going up there is how the barn was kind of like falling down on top of the engine and you had to lift up the barn kind of to get the thing out and all that stuff we did and and we had to dig trenches for the wheels to run in because the how the shed was leaning and try to get it lowered uh it bent it had bent the governor just a little bit when it fell on it he actually had a tractor on one side of it holding the shed from shifting anymore mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it was not a good situation. And the separator would have been that much harder to get out because of how much taller it was than the engine. So Yeah. And then the dang thing was full of honeybees or something or other, right? <laughs> it was. We got clear back here to Missouri, and it started warming up. That's uh, And uh, lo and behold, I shouldn't say it started warming up. It was warm out, and, and sure enough, the damn honeybees started coming out of it and everything. So <laughs> no. <laughs> it was... Yeah. It was springtime when you guys went out there, wasn't it? It it was it was late spring. It was uh, in June and everything. So I it was in June. Okay, I could summer remember. probably. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because you did you have it at Lathrop then that year that you bought it? I don't think so. No, because remember year from you then. Had to do oh all yeah, because we cylinder work bored the cylinder on. and yeah, we put tubes yeah. in it and helped come up there and helped put tubes in it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it would have been a year later or whatever. And. Well, and you know, I think that, you guys are keeping everybody in the dark here. You haven't said what it is. <laughs> oh, I, we just I assume. was able to buy a really nice original 18 horse advance. So, of course, it's compounded. Um, I, I don't know when it gets restored if I'll leave it compounded or if I'll just, you know, take the front valve out of it or what I'll do exactly. But uh, I don't know. Well, one of these years it'll be restored and, and, I'll let you know what I do to it. So, yeah, it was a like you said, very nice original engine, good wheels and cleats on it, and a lot of original oh. paint at the time. It's kind of come home to the Missouri weather and didn't stick around with the original paint for for very long. It seemed like it kind of rusted in one thing or another. But yep, yep. Uh, I look back at. And- even R18, I'm kind of like, man, I wish I would have never painted it. I wish I would have just left it. And the only reason I say that is because of the predicament I've got myself in today with it. But <laughs> that's besides the fact. <laughs> well, that's that's how mine is, too. You guys know how long it's been sitting in the shop, and it's been in there way too long and, and everything. But uh, it had an original jacket on it. A lot of people told me not to take the jacket off. It'll be fine. But I ended up taking the jacket off. And anybody that's ever taken off an original Advance jacket knows there is about 30 pieces on how they put that jacket together on that engine Mm -hmm. and i was i was glad i did after i took it off there was a bunch of scale along the boiler uh i'd take it the header valve was leaking for years and and had scaled it up so i'm glad i took it off and repainted it and or you repainted it and uh went from there but i just can't get that jacket back on i get so aggravated every time i start on it and I just can't get it put back together the way I want it. So it's uh mutual problems. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Something about an 18 advance. Yeah. Something. 
<laughs> something. <laughs> maybe this so, year. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we had a bit of a full circle moment on uh, our trip out west. So Jay Jay said he left the the thrash machine there, and I'll. I'll let Jay Jay talk about his emotions <laughs> when we walked into this place and we see uh, uh, kind of an original looking 22 Advance uh, sitting in a, in a shed, uh, kind of nosed up to this Advance thrasher machine, and they kind of threw a belt on it just to kind of make it look like it was belted up to it there or whatever. Well, anyways, we we walk into the shed and here's here's this 22 in this this Advance thrash machine and Jay's. All over this thrash machine, Jay. To, <laughs> let, let it. Let us know your emotions here. <laughs> it, it, it just shows you, you know, a little bit of hard work and and cleaning on something. What it can do for it. it that separator looked really nice sitting in that museum, and I was I was kicking myself for leaving it. You know, at the time I didn't realize how rare an advanced wooden separator was. Um, but of course, I have I have come to find out how rare it was and how stupid I was for leaving it. <laughs> well, not to mention the miles from home. It's not like you were oh, right around the corner yeah. either. So right, exactly. So, <laughs> how many miles no, from where it is today? For is it from where it was? Oh, it'd be quite would, a ways. Yeah, still quite a ways. I would still think it's yeah, five hundred miles or something. Yeah. Four hundred miles yeah. at least. Still yeah. made a trip. So, yeah, it still made a trip. That's for sure. And. I could tell it was the original one that I saw in that shed because I, I just remember some of the features that were on it. Some, you know, some little boards that were nailed onto it and, and things, you know, farmer ingenuity on it. And I, it was the same separator. And then I talked to the old gentleman that had it and, and we started comparing stories and everything else. And he said he never looked at the engine because he said he bought that 22 horse advance for a lot cheaper than what I paid for that 18 advance. And, uh, I don't. I don't know who got a better deal on it, but uh, his twenty two was also a pretty nice engine too. So. Oh man, yeah, that's a. We've seen a lot of twenty twos, man. That one was nice. Yeah, that was nice. So. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, when you sent the pictures of it there, I was kind of like, and Dad seen the pictures, he was like, "No way, no way," you yeah. know. <laughs> I had, you know, a lot of good stenciling on it still. and It was, like I said, it just needed cleaned up and, and dried out, I guess, from all the critter stuff that was on it. So, yeah. 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 It looked, it looked nice in, in that shed. Like it, yes, it did. the red, the red paint, like really came back out of it. And like you say, the stenciling, it said advance everywhere. The banner boys, you could see them. Uh, really a pretty decent looking machine. Uh, I don't know about the inside. They did say that they had cleaned all the, the coon poop out of it, but yes, they uh, did. Yep. Uh, I'm sure there were some shakers in there that needed to be repaired or whatever to try to run the thing. But, uh, man, visually it's a really cool, nice looking machine. Yeah. Well, Jay, if you want like a really nice, uh, static, uh, wooden thrashing machine or anything like that to store up there, if you feel neglected in any way, you just let me know and I'll haul one up there. Well, I, I've seen that separator and I don't think it'd make the trip either. So. <laughs> well, I was talking, I was talking about the Avery, not the Reeves. Oh, the Avery. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about the Avery, not my office art out the window. <laughs> right. Right. No, that Avery one's pretty nice, but no, I don't. I don't need it, so. Yeah, they take up a lot of room. Yes, they do. 
You could start like a, a grass seed thrashing event down there, Jay. You know, I should. I, I should do something like that once in a while and, and try to throw some grass seed in it and everything. Um, that would sure be interesting and everything. So, Surely it would work. I don't know what you'd have to adjust or... No, well, I think I it, yeah, I think it'd work fine. I think I think for four or five different grass seeds, I think it worked just fine. Now some of the others might be a little trickier, but uh, it, at least everything that you're doing is would be right there. You know, if you're yeah, throwing yeah. it over or not getting it thrashed out, at least it's there in a pile and you can rethrash it and everything. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just keep doing the same pile over and over. <laughs> just turn just the, the turn the, the straw stack yeah turn the blower yeah, around exactly. backwards. <laughs> run it for the three four times yep yep so <laughs> but no we like i told you i've been fortunate to go on a lot of trips and you know you've taken me a lot of places chris and and jake has taken me a lot of places and i i just sure appreciate that so well it's like anytime lots of times when dad and i are planning a trip or any of us are planning a trip you know you're close enough to us it's kind of like oh we ought to see if jay can go you know and this and that and that's the way it's been for years you know and it's kind of like after we bought r18 uh we needed to go up to iowa to get the kind of the remaining pieces of it and all that kind of stuff and we rode up there on that day trip and went to Zimmerman's and picked up the stuff and been a lot of other places besides that you know but who else wants now, to be now let's elaborate Let's crammed in a single cab bit, pickup right? for <laughs> yeah. 14 hours stick or shift, whatever you know yeah yeah you get a good 12 hour trip you get pretty friendly you know <laughs> you do yeah it's uh, if you ever been on trips and stuff like that you start the day off and you're like well i better not touch the person next to me and stuff like that you're sitting next to by the end of the trip you're leaning all over them you're taking a nap on their shoulder and yeah and everything else because you're just flat wore out because these you know on these trips you know we we probably spend a little more time than we should at eating places but uh, for the most part we're on the move all day long so well, and lots of us, you know, we got the traveling and becoming friends way before four-door pickups were really a big thing, you know, so it's just, you know, the yep. old extended yep. cab pickups or like I'm sitting here thinking of Mayberry's pickup, you know, you guys going down the Kentucky yeah. and all that stuff, you know, and yeah, it, uh, it's just part of it. Yeah. The trips are fun. That's for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's just like the trips that we take, you know, for New Year's, you know, we run out to, I'm here in Northwest Missouri, and we run clear to Michigan to go to a New Year's Eve party with, with Somerville's and everything. And then the next day we go to, to Vic Johnson's for his New Year's Day celebration. Then we drive home. You know, we're just, or I guess you'd say we're ate up, but that's that's what we, that's what we do. So. Oh, I, there's definitely a definition for what we are. Just ask our wives, I'm sure. But <laughs> I think it starts with the letter S. Stupid. <laughs> well it it is a hobby that consumes you and, and and really it has to consume your whole family to be involved in the darn thing yeah. so yeah speaking of a another trip that you took jay and and i wasn't mm-hmm. on the trip or neither was or neither was jake uh but when you went out to to buy your 75 case you know, that was probably a moment in my life where I thought, you know, Jay has really gone off his rocker. Like, this guy's an idiot. 
<laughs> because Jay called me one morning, the morning after he looked at this thing, and we're talking about it, and you know, I think all I'm I'm just as bad as Jay is on like when I decide that sometimes that I want something or want to go look at something or want to buy something, like I need some reassurance, you know. And I'm not near as bad as I used to be, but I think this is what this phone call was about, is he sitting here telling me about this 75 case that they looked at the day before. And I'm like, well, what's the boiler like? And I was like, did you UT it or anything while you were there? And he's like, oh, no, 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 it, it's nice. And I'm like, yeah, but you ought to just hit a couple spots on it to, like, make sure, you know. And he's like, oh, no, no, like, if you've seen it, you'd understand. And I'm like, no, but like you should probably just like hit a spot or two. Like this goes on for the phone on the phone for a few minutes, and yes, he's just not having it. And I'm like, "Fuck it, whatever. Yeah, go buy it. Whatever you want to do, you know." Like, I think I directly get off the. Fo- I can't remember if it was on a. No, it was during the week. I'm pretty sure. And I don't yep. think it was a weekend. I remember. I'm pretty sure I got off the phone and and showed up at the shop. I was telling Dad. I was like. He's an idiot. Why is he doing this? You know, like, why would he, you know, it definitely wasn't cheap by any means, you know? And it's like, why is he doing this? Like, out of all the years that we've traveled and done stuff together and yada, 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 like, why is he doing the one thing we've always told people not to do, you know, and all this crap, you know? And then I finally see the engine in person a few weeks later for the first time, and I'm like, oh okay <laughs> it, it, it was nice it was real nice uh you know that was a whole nother trip that we were able to go on and uh gary fleming one of our friends here in in, in close by you know him and i were supposed to go on a trip with vic johnson jim lashaway and john schrock and we were going to Memphis. But that was the year that the building collapsed and everything, and they had so much snow. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't go up there. And we'd heard a story from Brad Smith about this 75 for sale in Kansas. So those guys made the trip from out east here and picked us up. And we're like, well, let's go look at that 75. So the five of us rode out there and looked at it. And, you know, in the middle of snowstorm again, right? Oh, it was. It's, they shut down I-70 and, and everything else. So, yeah, we took Vic Johnson's brand-new pickup down these mud roads, and he was a sport about it. He was – a lot of people would have got upset for as muddy as we got that pickup, but uh, he was fine with it, and he said it'd clean up, and, and Dolores wouldn't be too mad at us and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> we got there, and, and those three crawled all over that engine. And John Schrock is like, this thing is nice. And he's, he's, he said, I don't think there's a reason to demeter it. And I, I darn sure wasn't going to go against what he thought. So uh-huh. we, I ended up buying it that day. And, and uh, you know, I kept that engine for about a year. I, I always wanted a case because we farm with case equipment here in, in Gallatin. And I don't know, I run that 75 and, and for about a year. And then Graham Seller's sale was coming up and I really wanted a 22 advance and uh, I wanted to be like Jake, you know, I just, I just wanted to be like Jake and get a 22 advance. So I sold the engine so I could go buy Graham's 22 and that's what I did. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and really have not regretted that decision at all. I, I sure like that 22 advance. It's a nice 75. I mean, I, when it came up for sale the first and second time, I kicked it around for a long time, uh, 
wondering if if that was something I wanted to do or whatever. But uh, looking back, it still went to a great home, and and we all still get to see it, you know, now. So that's that's kind of it. It traveled <laughs> to Michigan and, and then traveled back to Missouri, and and hey, Chris uh, is your place the, now getting. You know, getting some work Chris. done to it, which is great. That engine will never need worked on again. No, sure. it's a, so. it's a. So Jay, I think out of everybody, I think Chris has made out the best on this whole deal because he worked on it when you had it. He worked on <laughs> yeah. it when Tom had it, and he's worked on it now with uh, with Blades having it. So I don't think exactly. Chris's house more than more than just about anybody's. I think that I think honestly, right. like, there's only been like a one year span that has gone by that it hasn't ended up at my place at some point. And I think that was last, no, not last year, been the year before that. Because it showed up again last year. Yeah, last year. Probably about this, not quite the, it was like June of last year. And we basically just tore into making the engine like new again. Uh, It, the engine is obviously set on a sawmill or something. Did a lot of belt work in its life because the gearing and all that stuff and the axles and all that stuff are, are not war at all. And, but the engine itself definitely had some wear to it and it had some small issues and this and that. And, and Bob blades that owns it now, he just wanted the thing fixed and wanted it fixed. Right. And you know, when somebody uses the comment, just do whatever you would do to your own. That's the way we take care of it around there, you know? So it's, it's came apart and it's had a ton of work done to it and it's all put back together now. And I can't wait to fire the thing up. Yeah, it's better. Your place. Yeah, I, I think your, we should do bo- that here real quick. A boiler shop, and it's been there for no boiler work, which is really exactly. rare. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really yeah. Rare. So that that kind of speaks to the condition of the boiler on that. Yeah, since you bought that engine, it's probably set at my place more than it has set at any of the owners' other owners' places. <laughs> Maybe I bet you're right. You I know? bet you're right. I think you're probably right. I mean, it would have sat at your place for a year or whatever after, well, I don't know. No, not really. I mean, you bought it like in May or something of that year, and you took it to Lathrop and Hamilton, and then that following spring is when you sold it, right? That is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, there at Hamilton that year, uh, your youngest, Cole. I don't remember, we were driving the thing up uh, towards the building or something or other, you know, and... uh, he was kind of him hawing around about running it or whatever. And I said, well, get up there and stand on that cannon. You have to run the thing. And he ran that thing all the way up the hill there, you know, and I, I really yep, enjoyed yep. that. That is a, a memory I'll remember for a long time. That's actually one of the best pictures I've ever gotten of my kids on one is, is like you said, Cole standing up on that cannon shaft. He had his boots on his Wranglers on and he's looking back at you. And, and uh, yeah, that that's always a good picture to look at. Yeah. So. I probably well, and then, then again after after its trip to Michigan and back or whatever, when Bob bought it, then we put new bunkers on it and some other stuff while I was at the shop. And then uh, Bob's grandson uh, Eli got come down and run the thing. Uh, then before we had hauled it to Lathrop for yep. him that year or whatever, and spent some time on the back of the engine with Eli over in the field running the thing around and stuff like that, you know and it uh it's been it, there's i guess more memories than i think about on that engine now that i think about it and, <laughs> right so yeah it's uh it'll be a neat one to see running it's sitting in the barn basically just waiting on some uh, good weather to or a good stint of some good weather to get some water put in it and fire the thing up and well next see, week looks pretty nice so so far <laughs> next week does look pretty nice i have been eyeballing it we've 
we've got that 75 and we've got a, a 50 horse uh case that uh belongs to the ruble foundation that we uh oh we had boiler inspections last week so we had two new boilers that uh, we had just got done with and then the repair on this 50 case and this 50 we did some other work to it and stuff like that too and uh it needs to be ran before it goes home so got those two kind of sitting there just sitting waiting idle for some good weather so hopefully uh, here in the next couple of weeks we'll get that done you know you you called me the other day about doing the podcast and the, the te- well i guess the text message said he says what are you doing tomorrow about seven o'clock and i was like oh shit he's gonna make me breakfast and we're gonna fire engines this weekend and, and then he said he said no nah, it's for the podcast I'm yeah like, well, that's good too but uh i was really looking forward to breakfast and firing engines so yeah yeah that's something i've been saying that i'm gonna do now that i got the barn up here and yep. i just uh haven't haven't gotten around to it but it'll it'll come soon let the weather get a little warmer well it's been really nice around here uh just kind of had another cold stint run through here in the last few days or whatever and yes it uh or it, it probably would have been getting an engine fired up this weekend or whatever but i mean it was well like at the beginning of the week it was in the 60s and now it's 28 outside or whatever it is this morning when i went yep. out you know yep. so it's uh you know that's one thing that i always am a little jealous about it seems like is you know, you'll talk to Jake, and Jake's, Jake will tell you, yeah, Wednesday nights we get together and we go over here, and then Thursday nights we go over here, and then mm-hmm. maybe Sundays or something we get together and drink coffee and stuff like that. And, and I wish that our group was that close and everything else as far as distance-wise. As I say, location-wise, yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, yeah. And when you talk about going to New Year's in Michigan and, and all that, like all of us are really good close friends, but the distance thing is what – kind of hampers us versus the the michigan crowd there you know how it is the trip out there is always pretty quick but it's the trip home that takes forever so. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah well we're getting ready to make that trip uh here at the end of, end of march and madison and i we were talking uh we were going to leave like maybe thursday afternoon and drive part way or something and get a hotel and then drive the rest of the way on friday morning but yeah, then we got talking a little bit more, and we're like, well, maybe we'll just leave Thursday morning. We'll just drive all the way there just because we're that excited to come down and hang out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was the next talk or talk earlier today was, was one of the next podcasts. I think we were going to podcast that Friday morning before he gets down here or after he gets down here and all that stuff. So we'll uh, we'll have that look to look forward to for the next one. or well, Hopefully there's an episode between here and then, but yeah. See what happens. See what happens. <laughs> see, see how ambitious yeah. we get. Yeah, if you had everybody sitting around a table, it'd probably be really hard to get a good oh yeah conversation going because people would be talking on top of each other and, and everything else. Well, It'd be the, a little tougher there. The problem would be is Gary would might be here and he'd be yelling and none of us would be able to hear anything. <laughs> if, if anybody knows Gary Fleming's they know when he walks in a room that's for sure so <laughs> he was pretty good on here though he kept his voice down a little bit well i had the volume turned down that's all there was to it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i can hear him it's cussing always, us right now <laughs> it's always funny because gary's always gary's always loud and everything else just the way he is and uh but he's always getting on to your dad, Chris. On, don't but, yell at Chris. Don't, oh, yeah, don't yell yeah. at everybody, Dave. <laughs> but Gary's the loudest person we have. So. My, da- my dad's kind of also a person that talks pretty loud at times. And <laughs> there at the shop, uh, another guy that works for us, Chris Huntaker, he'll he'll go 
somebody will show up at the shop, the UPS man or, or just anybody, you know, customer or whatever. And Chris will, will say, hey, hey, why is he yelling at that guy? <laughs> it's just him talking. Just him talking. Yep. Yep. So, so we talked about 75 and uh, yep. talked about selling the 75. And, and then we talk about, uh, you know, we've talked about Graham's auction on here a few times and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I mean, you went to that auction to buy that 22, basically. I mean, that was the, 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 the goal there. That, that was, you know, and I don't know how many people knew it, but you know, when I sold that 75, I, I think I told everybody around here, I'm selling it to go try to buy Graham's 22, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, well, why don't you keep it? And then if you get the 22, you can sell the 75. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I need to have the money in my hand before I go buy something else, you know, and, and going back to selling that 75, I'd listed it for sale and that thing wasn't on the internet a minute or two, you know, that Jake Somerville, he must get a, a, a bing on his phone. Anytime anything steam comes up for sale across this country, because he texts me immediately after and says, I think I know somebody that like to buy that. And, and sure enough, it all worked out, and and uh, I, I credit Jake for selling that engine for me, and it didn't take a minute or two. So, uh, but yes, I sold it, and then went and bought that twenty two, and told everybody I was going to go buy that twenty two. That's mm-hmm. that's the engine I was looking at. So, it uh, you got you got a good one there. Yeah, that's for sure. yeah, we've, yeah. We've been around that engine for as long as Graham's had it, and there's hell, there's pictures of me sitting in the wood box when I was just a, I don't know, maybe four foot tall. So what, eight or nine years old, uh, Graham used to have yes. plow dates and, uh, dad, dad would go down there and that's what he would run, uh, plow day. So I, there's pictures of me in the, in the wood box with dad plowing with that engine years and years ago. So it's, uh, that's got some, some memories with, uh, with me too. And, uh, I'm really glad you got it. Cause I get to see it run. And well, I guess I did get to run it there uh yeah you did oh yeah they're lathrop a few years ago yeah yeah passing through uh i think it was around two yeah i think it was around 2015 or so that that we went out to graham's and and uh spent about five days with graham and graham took us everywhere you know anywhere and everywhere we wanted to go and and we saw a lot of great collections that day you know those days that we were with him and everything and one thing that always stuck with me was one of the guys that went with us was Stanley Mayberry. He was great friends with Graham. And uh, Stanley would always joke. He, he would go out there to run an engine for Graham at LaGrange or something. And he'd always be a little disappointed because Graham wouldn't take that 22-horse advance to the show. He'd always take a 20-horse side mount Nichols and Shepard. And, and Stanley was always like, I want him to take that 22. And Stanley said he never got to run that 22 with Graham. So... I was, I guess, a little part of me might have bought that engine for Stanley. So, yeah. Well, that's a good one to have around. That's for sure. Oh, it's it's great. It's great. So. Yeah, you're you're really somebody when you buy a twenty two. You know, I was told that, and I, I really realize it now. So, Chris doesn't. Chris isn't into the shit's in the getting deep. <laughs> Chris, Chris is about a fourth of the way there. So, yeah. <laughs> We'll He's see. got parts of one. So, maybe one yeah. of these days. Maybe one of these days. Yeah. We'll maybe. see. Huh. That was a man Graham sale. There, here we are, the three of us. We ended up with a, a nice piece out of uh out of that sale. You Chris, you got the gar, 
Jay, you got the 22 and I got the plow out of there that day. And three of us all mm-hmm. got something good out of that sale. Yeah. You know, Jay talked about when he was at Graham's there the first time and, and looking at his engines and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of where that gar went back for me was, I don't know why, but when I was at Graham's the very first time sitting around there, looking at all his collection, all the neat stuff he has and all that stuff. And I don't know that gar just, it always stuck in my head. I was like, man, that thing is neat. I don't know why, but I like it, you know, and this and that. And then, you know, when the, the auction come around and all that stuff, I, I think I told everybody, I was like, no, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't want another engine. I don't need another engine. You know, no, not, not going up there to buy anything. Just going to, you know, we had planned on going to the sale and all that stuff just to see everybody and all that kind of stuff. And as it got closer, it was kind of like, well, I don't know, you know, maybe we'll bid on the thing and this and that. And by the time we got there, it was, uh, I, it, it was one of those things. It was like, well, we're not coming home without it type thing. So that's, that's, and luckily enough, that's what happened, you know? So it's, uh, and one and, thing that always, you know, it kind of, I'll, I'll always remember too on that deal is, you know, you bought the gar and I bought the 22. You, we got done with the sale and you shipped it up to Jake's mm-hmm. and he had to dig that, that pack rat nest or whatever it was out of the steam dome of that engine and everything else took hours and hours to pull that out. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, that would suck. I get that 22 home and I get to look and that darn thing is full in the dome. And I tried fishing <laughs> all that stuff up through that pop valve hole, uh-huh. with a little piece of number nine wire. And it took me forever to get all that crap out of there. The old gar's so, got a great big handhole on the side of the dome and reach your whole arm inside that thing. Well, you had it lucky. I didn't have quite a big a hole. Yeah. So. Now that was a lot of fun. And, and as the sale got closer or whatever, and, uh, had talked about buying it, Jake was like, well, you ought to just ship the thing up here. Cause we had planned on the family and I had already planned on going up there. Uh, basically what was it? Two weeks later. Was it a week later or two weeks later? It was a week later, wasn't it? It wasn't that far well that was the year of covid and all the shows had canceled and yeah so we, ended up, we did some kind of play days there we did a play day at dad's uh then we did a play day over at a, uh, another guy's place just a couple of weeks later and yeah just really worked out good to have your engine ship up there because you came up for both of those yeah i came up for both of them before the thing got hauled home and you know had a pretty good time with it after buying it and all that stuff so yeah that, that worked out really good yeah, what did I do? I cleaned that. I think I cleaned the boiler out and got handholes in it or something before you got up there or something. Yeah, I think so. I I can't remember if water was in it when I got there or not. But uh, yeah, we showed up on a Thursday, I think, and threw a fire in the thing, and you know, just had a had a good weekend with sawed with it the next day and ran the dyno and all that stuff. And yeah, it was, it was a good I think time. it was. I think it was two weeks after the sale because. Kate and I, my wife and I went on vacation with the kids after Graham's sale. We went on up to Mackinac and, and the Upper Peninsula and everything else and enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, if it was going to be that next weekend, we would have came back down and, and run oh, the engine. Yeah. But it, it had to been two weeks because we ended up coming back home and everything else and not sticking around for that weekend get-together. If it was the f- first weekend, yep. we would have stayed. But it must have been two weeks or so, which yeah, doesn't yeah. really matter. But that's I what couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Then after that, shipped it over there to uh, our buddy Allen's and got to plow with the thing. And man, that was that was a fun weekend. And you would talk about a uh, 
a get together to remember. Mm-hmm. I think there there was like nineteen engines that mm-hmm. showed up, and we plowed. I think, man, I don't. I think there's six acres there on the one side, and then you you guys had left, and then we still wanted to plow. I had my went across the road there and all that. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had my ten bottom John Deere there, and the the five bottom P and O, and then uh, or another friend of ours had a six bottom P and O, and. There was uh, Schrock had his 110 there. Kevin had the 25 Altman Taylor. Dale had a 65. Chandler had his 65. So there's there was some big engines there. Man, we just wanted to plow. So we went. We got with the farmer across the road, and he's like, "It was wheat in the field before that." And you know that was off. And he's like, "Yeah, we're at it." So <laughs> we convoyed across the road. We put big mats down across the road, and we run all the engines just literally across the road into this huge field. And yeah, I bet you we plowed another 20 acres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was we had to get back home, of course, and all that stuff, and and wasn't able to go across the road and all that stuff. But that was and I, that was Labor Day weekend, I guess is what it was, and so I had kind of a nice long weekend for everybody to play and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was a good way to uh, good way to wrap up twenty twenty there, you know, uh, or, or have a good time during everything that was going on and all that crap, all the shows being canceled and everything else. Yeah, we ought to do we ought to do that again. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and something that uh, I remember from being at Allen's there uh, that has always stuck with me, and something that I still pretty regularly talk about is is Allen has really nice trails through the woods, and when I say woods, I mean just thick trees that basically there's a path barely wide enough for some steam engines. I mean, Dylan was going through there with the extensions on the '60s, and I mean it was just right at tree trunk to tree trunk, you know, but just, you know, the, the whole canopy of the trees and the leaves are still on and all that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, it's definitely something that dad and I have talked about several times about our property is so much more hilly than what Allen's is. But if you strategically did it right, where you could, you know, kind of switch back, back and forth up and down the hill, down to the Creek or whatever, you know, and back and stuff like that, that, it's definitely been something that we uh, have thought about doing over the years just because that was so much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like, all, all the engines, well, most of the engines, I should say, uh, <clears throat> got lined up and kind of did a parade, which nobody really liked the parade, but that's a parade that I could get on with. That's a, That was a lot of fun. Piled on the engines, <laughs> went, went for a big old joy ride there. I don't know. It, it took us better than an hour or something to do that whole lap, didn't it? Oh, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. And even if every engine wasn't on the little thing, everybody that was there was on something or whatever, riding or whatever, you know, it was a group event for sure. Yep. Yeah, it was a good time. So, Jay, what's it, next? It is amazing how much you guys get together, Jake, and everything you do. And, you know, I, I sure wish, you know, we could do more than just weekend shows and everything else, you know, get together and just like that, have it at someone's farm this weekend and, you know, next month you go someplace else, and it's it's kind of bad here when you know we get three shows a year, and and they're not real big shows, any of them. Uh, granted, we have fun doing the shows, but sure wish yeah. there was ten times a year we got together instead of just three. So. Sure, sure. Yep, probably take that for granted a bit too. Um, oh yeah I t- yeah just, i'm sure you just, do. it's yeah. normal for you like, it's just, yeah it's just the way that it yeah. is up yeah. Here. yeah 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 so so jay what's uh what's next on your list there you know you got to be thinking about the next thing from time to time don't you uh well yeah 
you know, I sent the 20, I had the 22, I had some work done to it in your guys' shop there. And uh, I, I think that's just my goal for this year or two here is to get my stuff in better shape than what it is. You know, the 22 is a great boiler and stuff, but, but it had a, it had a main frame, main bearing bracket that was loose on the boiler. So you fix that for me and fix the marsh for me and some things like that. I, I think this year will just be try to get things better than what it was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you and I plumbed it there a while back and, and everything, but, uh, I still have it to work on. My darn doodle bug needs a valve job, you know, just things like that. that doodle bugs are priority, always, you know, so you know. Doodle bug is You a had one, and yeah, you, you always talked about yours, and then I got mine, and and yeah, they were they are sure pretty nice to have. Yeah, yeah, mine. Uh, mine every year, it's just kind of the crapshoot. Is is like, okay, am I gonna have to fix it this year, or is it gonna be okay? You know, <laughs> like. One of them years I drained about two gallon of water out of the oil pan, you know, and a little stop leak later. I've been getting along ever since, you know, but I know, I just know one of these years it's going to be a major thing. And I just, man, I cannot imagine. I mean, it's like in my eyes, if Haley's car breaks down tomorrow and we've got to put an engine in this thing, like I got to do it because it's her car, you know, like she's got to have transportation. If I went and got the doodle bug out tomorrow and it had a rod hanging out the side of it or something, Man, I'd just be buying a new engine and putting in the thing. I can't imagine life without it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many miles it keeps off of my uh, regular vehicles during the summertime, but it's a lot. I, There's a lot of I need to see some pictures. Yeah. I need to see some pictures for mine. I, I've got to put some kind of suspension under mine. Mine is a true doodle bug. It's got the wood blocks underneath the axle of the frame and, that thing needs a little more give than what it's got. Sure. Uh, uh, it's, it will beat you to death going up down the road. That's for sure. Just need to get you some At good show, air ride seats or something, you know, uh, think outside you know, the box there. <laughs> I know. I that, know. But, that take some air out of them tires. I, I've, I've put 10 pounds of air in them. Just, just enough to get by and keep it's, the bead sealed it's up. It's still pretty rough, man. It's still pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of my first doodle bug was a, a 27 Chevy and yeah, it was the same way, just rougher than heck, you know? And yeah, it's a, uh, it, it, they're definitely not enjoyable to ride for, or for through, along a bumpy showground or down the gravel road or at any type of speed or anything like that, but they will get you from point A to point B. You know, I've, I've was fortunate to find that doodle bug of mine that had the two transmissions in it. So it's got a four speed up front linked to a three speed and then to the axle and everything else and and that thing is nice to let the kids drive around on because you just let the clutch out as fast as you can yeah you're yeah. not going to kill it and it just putters around and it, it, it is a really nice little setup for what it is mm -hmm. yeah pretty pretty especially with what is that like a dodge cab or something or other that's on that thing is that right uh, it's a plymouth plymouth yeah, cab like a 34 yeah. plymouth cowling on it and uh yeah, it's 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 unique, that's for sure. I mean, uh, it looks pretty decent, but you'll get people come up to you at the shows and like, that's not a Model A front end. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a Plymouth, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it is neat, though. Yeah. One of my – we're getting on a doodlebug tangent here, but, like, one of the most common questions that I feel is asked when I'm at a show with a doodlebug is what's engine, what engine is in it. And it's like – Yep. 
the regular Model A engine. Like, what do you <laughs> expect? Like, that is one of the most reliable things you can rely on right there uh, is that Model A, you know? And, and that is, I just have to say that is the, the top, the top question that's asked every time if I'm asked a question about the doodle bug is what engine is in it, you know? I, I know mine had been sitting since the sixties and, and had been in a shed. And the first time we rolled that thing over the nuts and the stuff started coming out of it from all the <laughs> mice taking stuff into the cylinders. I'm like, this thing will never run. Uh-huh. Sure enough, it popped right off and, and it's run ever since, you know, and, it's been sitting probably since the sixties or seventies. So. Sure, sure. If mine's yeah. ever left me stranded, I don't think it's ever been because of it not running. I'd have to think about it. It's only left me stranded a couple times. One time I broke an axle, and I guess that's the only time that I can think of. Any other time, like if it has started to run crappy, you can at least get it running good enough to get back to where you're going, put it that way. But I think that time I broke the axle is the only time that it's ever actually left me stranded. But good old 1929 technology for you right there. Yeah, and I stripped that... I I stripped that timing gear on mine that one time, and of course Mm -hmm. it died on that, but who would have thought that they would put a fiber gear in this... Modeling, in 1929 you know? yeah yeah exactly yeah and I, and you go buy another one you're like what do you have well we got an aluminum one or we got this fiber one again uh-huh. okay give me the fiber one because it lasted this long it'll surely last yeah. longer yeah. now so yeah Pretty. that's what dad was doing here just like this last week he in his not doodle bug but in a 1930 model a he just replaced the the water pump uh all that whole seal set up there mm-hmm. i guess you can get you can still get like, I mean, I think if you wanted to build a brand new Model A, you could get all the parts to build. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So <clears throat> he just he ordered the water pump seal kit there and replaced everything, a new shaft and all that. I guess it had gone to leak in some antifreeze there or whatever. Well, he just got that replaced. I mean, it ordered up and slammed it back in there. I mean, they're just a really simple engine. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, Jay, this has been fun. I, I've been looking forward to this. I was telling Jake before we got on here, and I think I told you last night when we were talking on the phone. Like I've been, I've been looking forward to this just because you're one of our close friends, and you got good stories, and you've made good travel, and all that stuff. And yeah, I, it's been to be expected, I guess. Put it that way. Well, I, you two, you two don't know. You can't imagine how much I appreciate all you guys do for me and everything you you take me on trips and you know just just being great friends and and i know i can call on either one of you to do anything for me and i sure do appreciate that yeah that's what friends are for yep maybe maybe we get you down on uh on that friday morning when when we're down there and three of us could sit around a fire and have some coffee and shoot the breeze a little bit and record another episode That yeah, that might be the day Chris makes me breakfast. So well, that could be, you know. <laughs> I, I was sitting there when Jake That's was saying hint, something Chris. about well, when Jake was saying something about uh, uh, podcasting that morning or whatever, and I was like, "Yeah, we could go out there early, and I could get Haley to make some cinnamon rolls or something or other." That's what I was thinking, but now Jay's expecting breakfast, so we'll see. We'll see. Hey, you got yeah, that nice flat see. top on that stove now. Just. Yeah. Throw some bacon and eggs and Heck hash yeah. browns up there. Well, that's a yeah. Cooking on the 
the wood stove in the shop, that was something that I've realized is probably not a very good reality because the as sealed up as the shop is like you can't have a, a hot fire in there very long or you'll be cooking. You'll be opening the garage doors, what you'll be doing. So well, that's all right. I, I got the griddle out there. We'll be cooking on that. Uh, you, you need to run the exhaust fan a little bit anyway. So yeah. 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 Get some natural light in there. Open them doors up. Yeah. Well, that's man. Speaking <laughs> of the nicer weather, like that's, I don't think I actually got garage doors put on until like the end of October or something like that, beginning of November. So I really haven't had like a day to have the garage doors open when it's nice outside until this past week there, we had the garage doors open one day cause it was 65 outside. And Oh man, that's Haley's comment as always is that she was like, Oh, I just, you know, I wish the doors could be open. Cause you know, you kind of, you're kind of just in there in the, in the dungeon yeah. or whatever, you know, even, this and that so she was out there there the other day when the doors were open she was pretty happy and i was happy too because hell it was nice outside and sun beaming in and all the the kids were out there riding that little crawler of jays around and all that stuff and it, it was a good little evening there yeah so i'm sure glad they're using that little crawler because it'd just be sitting up here doing nothing with me and i never would fix it and everything like you did and and well, for the kids, and now my kids are too old to ride it, so I'm glad. Oh hell no, they're, they're not. Use it and... They're that thing's I'm funny. Looking, I'm looking forward to getting on that thing when I get down there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of my buddies from down here, home here, Jason. He's like, man, I need to get over there and try that thing out. And I was like, just come on over, you know. Like, no, there's plenty of room. That's the fun thing about that thing is like you can sit on it with one of the kids on your lap, and there's still plenty of room and all that kind of stuff, you know. So. The only problem out here at my house is the loose gravel I've noticed has been pretty bad on trying to get into the sprockets. You know, it needs it needs some gear guards or, or some. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it needs some guards on the undercarriage or something or other. You really just got to be careful turning. Like you or I would be fine on it, but Sutton sometimes he's spinning oh. the thing around on a dime. You know, so it's kind of piling the gravel up in there. You know, he's got to get settled down there a little bit. <laughs> But, well, he needs to get in the dirt. He needs to get out of the gravel and get in the dirt. Well, so, well, and that's the other thing. It's finally been dry enough here this past yes, week that you could do yes. that before. There's freaking puddles and mud all over the place, you know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So Anyway, he smoothed out some ruts in the gravel that I'd left with the skid steer and stuff like that. He had a good time. Is he, is he able to run the blade and everything on it? Yeah, hit pushing down on the little button that Kate takes it out of the catch. You know, sometimes he has a little yep. trouble with that. I've lubed it up a couple times there, but no, he do, he does a pretty good job. He he can only take driving around for a few minutes, and then he's got to figure out where he can go put the dozer blade down on. You know. Well, good, good. So that's that's good. Anyways, well, Jay, we'll hop off of here, and okay. uh, we appreciate you being on here with us and uh look forward to the to the next trip or the next visit so do i uh thank you for having me and and uh, i'll talk to you later all right all right see you see you thank you see you jake see you jay thanks all right, all right bye